morning and welcome to Life 411. I'm Dolly Barker and I just wanted to share with you a little bit today and encourage you um, about some things that the Bible says. You know, there are so many people that are living in fear of God, Um, not reverential fear. I mean, they're literally scared of God. And the reason they are is because they feel like they've done something wrong. They feel like there's some big sin in their life and they've, they've even repented already for it, but they just still can't forgive themselves and they can't imagine how God's going to forgive them. And, you know, they've got all this weight they're carrying around and they just can't believe that the Lord loves them unconditionally because we say we love people unconditionally, but we know good and well, there's always conditions to it. Over in um, Isaiah 54, God is trying to teach them um, a lesson here, and he's talking about the wrath of God. Um, You know, a small moment I've forsaken you. With great mercies, I'm going to gather you in verse 7. A little wrath, I hid my face from you. But with everlasting kindness, I'm going to have mercy on you, says the Lord, the Redeemer. Now, what he's talking about is he had to turn his back on the Lord Jesus, or Jesus would have never died. Because Jesus didn't have any sin in his life. God was not... Um, forced out. God had to choose to turn his back on the Lord and let him die. And um, that was done so that the Lord could redeem us. That There was a reason behind it. You know, the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He knew what that meant for you and me and for all the believers in the earth. I tell you what, it was a great victory for us. It wasn't a sad day at all. It was the best thing that could have ever happened, that the Lord Jesus died to pay for our sins. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 54, 9, it says, And this is as the waters of Noah unto me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be wroth, angry, with you, or rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed, but my kindness will not depart from you, neither will my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord that has mercy on you. Wow, what a wonderful package. You know, in the Old Testament, when they were sinning, the Bible says that every thought of man's heart was only evil continually. So he had to destroy the earth. It grieved him that he had even made it, and he had to start over. So he found Noah and his family, and he tells them, build a boat. They put the animals on the boat, and God flooded the entire world was underwater. Now, if he would have left any area not underwater, there could have been survivors. But he covered the entire earth with water. Now, when he did that, um, he didn't ever want to do that again. So as soon as they got off the boat and, and Noah built an altar to the Lord, God said to Noah, said, Um, from now on, there's going to be seed time and harvest. There's going to be, um, you know, seasons and times and things. So what's going to happen from now on is if you are an evil person, you are going to reap evil things. Um, if you're a good person, you're going to reap good things. And it's going to be that way for everybody. Everything is a seed. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. So, you know, not that God is holding those things against you, but if you are always, you know, being mean to people, well, then people are probably going to be mean to you. Um, you're going to reap that. It doesn't mean God's mad at you. He's, it, it doesn't affect him at all. We're, it's going to all play out because that's why the Bible, uh, not the Bible, <laughs> that's why your mom always told you, you know, 
speak nice because you're going to eat those words and things like that. Because it's a fact that um, as we go through life, we end up with what we've been dishing out. So that's already in the earth from, from the time that the, the, the flood was over. But God came to know and he said, you know what? I'm never going to flood the whole earth again. And, and to promise you this, I'm going to put my bow in the sky. And you're going to know that, you know, there's always going to be higher ground. So if you find yourself in a flooded situation, you know, just start moving because you're going to get to some higher ground. Because God swore he would never flood the whole earth again. Well, just like he swore that, and it has never flooded the whole earth again, he has sworn that because of what Jesus did for you, he's never going to be angry with you. He is never going to be mad at you. Listen, we're going to reap what we do. You know, I mean, in here in this natural realm, in this earth, if we, if we want to receive, we have to be givers. You know, I mean, there's so many teachings. But God is not mad at you. God sent Jesus and, and, and killed him on the cross just so he could have a relationship with you. He did that while you were a sinner, while you weren't even born again, while you weren't even thinking about getting born again. I mean, he died for you when you were at your worst. So now that you're born again, there is nothing between you and God. The blood of Jesus makes that possible. You know, of course, I blow it. I do something maybe that's not the best, you know, but I can still go to God. It does not hinder my relationship with God. Now, I might cause myself problems here on the earth, but God didn't do them. You know, I have to take responsibility for my life. If things are not going the way I want them to go, it's probably because I'm doing something. I'm, I'm opened a door. I've allowed something. I'm, I'm sowing some horrible seeds. There's something going on here, but it's not God mad at me, abusing me. He is my hope. He is my anchor. He is the one I run to, my refuge. My world might be falling apart. I run to God, and I lay it out before him. And you know, a lot of times, I remember one time he told me to quit gossiping. I didn't even know at that time that I was a gossiper. But I quit gossiping, and I'm telling you, my life turned around. Uh, you know, it was I didn't even realize I did it. The thing that was causing me the most problems in my life at the time was something I didn't even know I did. And it was so powerful that I got deliverance. But it didn't matter. I could continue to gossip if I wanted to. God was not mad at me. It wasn't going to knock God off his throne. You know, whatever I do is not going to make God less than who he already is. So he is free to love me unconditionally. You know, you love your children unconditionally. Uh, well, to a point, I guess it is conditional because you love them until they, until they start costing you everything. They steal all your stuff. They, you know, there is a point in the natural realm where parents will finally just, you know, wipe the dust off. Say, you know, I did the best I can. I'm sorry if I failed you somehow, but I'm not going to keep doing this. You know, but God, um, God is not in jeopardy of falling because you fall. Your parents are. If you continue to steal from them and take their stuff and abuse them and things, they're in a position where it is affecting them. Um, you know, great faith, I guess they could get to a point where it doesn't, but more than likely right now that it would affect them. So yes, they might have to cut you off, but... No matter what you do in the natural realm, you are not going to affect God in such a way that he loses his throne. He is forever settled on the throne. It is 
forever. I just praise God for that, that he is my stability. He is the one thing that is constant in my life. You know, things go up and down in all kinds of situations, but God is my constant. He is my ever-present help in time of need. He is there for me no matter what. If I did the worst thing I've ever done in my life, I can run straight to God because Jesus purchased that for me. Not because I earned it, not because I deserve it, not because I've done some great deed, not because my good outweighs my bad. I can just go boldly to the Lord because Jesus made a way. Thank you, God, for a brilliant plan that isn't based on my performance. If Christianity and your relationship with God is based on your performance, we don't have a chance. Nobody does. Not the most holy, self-righteous person in the world could have a relationship with God. That was the problem in the Old Testament. That's why the covenant we're under now is a better, more, um, more glorious covenant. Because it's not based on you. Anything based on you is not going to work. And God knew that. He needed us to see that because he needed us to understand what's all going on here so that we could get victory in our lives. You can't get victory over something because you're ignorant. You're not going to just happen to stumble into something most of the time. I mean, I guess it could happen, but most of the time you're going to get where it is you're trying to get because of a purpose and a goal and a determination and a vision, and you're going to get where you're trying to get. So, God didn't want salvation to be based on your performance because he knew that that was a 100% guarantee that you would never be able to come to him. And that was what he was trying to fix. That is why Jesus had to die on that cross. And that's what I'm telling you is for you today. I don't care about your past. I don't care about your current situation. Neither does God. He's telling you he's got his arms wide open. He's telling you the gifts and the callings that he's placed in your life. The conversation he had with you before he put you in your mother's womb. Nothing has changed. He is forever stable. He is, it's settled, man. That is the way it is. He's never going to take your gift away. You can use it for the world. You can take, you know, that beautiful singing voice and you can just go use it just totally for the world in your own personal game. And that's okay with God. It's not going to knock him off his throne. Now, you're not going to reap all the benefits. You're not going to have all the eternal rewards and things that you would have. But you are saved. And God does. You know, and you can be singing secular music. I'm not saying you have to only sing Christian music. You could sing secular music and be a witness and like an evangelist to the world. You know, you just have to be led by God with what to do with your gift. But I'm just saying, your gifts, whether you use them to glorify God or let the devil use them. It doesn't matter. God's not going to take them back away from you. The gifts that he's put in you, they're without repentance. You have them. Now, what are we going to do with them? Listen, get with God. Figure out what it is you've got, what it is you're supposed to do, and get you some victory in your life. Praise God. Listen, he loves you, and his love truly is unconditional because he doesn't need anything from you. He can just give. Praise God. Man, I hope this has encouraged you. And I hope you uh, listen to the next one and, and follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram so I can encourage you all the time. And I just want you to have a blessed day. And God bless you real big.